Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host, and this is a bonus episode of the Pick 6 Mailbag. If you're listening to this, it is, oh, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2021. May it somehow manage to sneak over the low bar that is 2020. This is Saturday, January 2nd, and we have a mailbag. If you want to have a question put into a future mailbag, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and we will get to it. At some point, we will answer your question, no matter what it is, as long as it's not you know, charged with outlandish claims about Wilson's secret family or you know, filled with expletives. We'll get to it. Even if you can't see your questions on Apple, we can. So keep leaving them. We see them. Just leave the questions. Any yeah. five. I just wanted to note that, like, right now, you know, I know you guys like to look about what people are saying about us. There's, there's sure. something happening with Apple right now. They're not populating for the public to see, but we see everything. So that's how we're pulling these. You're leaving the reviews. We are seeing them, even if it doesn't seem like your review went through. So, so keep leaving your five star reviews. Exactly. Um, okay. Let's get to it. First up from Dzuk. What is the best case scenario for the Jaguars on the following fronts? One, general manager. Two, coach. Oh, by the way, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, what's up? How you guys doing? Sorry. Happy New Year. Debo interrupted me and I didn't get a chance to I, I just thought, was your New Year's resolution not to mention our names or just like <laughs> it's a solo podcast where we just sit here and listen to you like it's story time? What's going on here, Brinson? We're being punished. More or less. Um, yeah, sorry, you got to listen. You, gotta, you guys are just going to sit there and listen to me uh, filibuster for 45 minutes. Sweet we weren't going to talk. We'll Wilson see. We'll see who we'll see who offs themselves live on camera first. From Wilson and Breach. Um, anyway, Wilson. Best yeah. case scenario for the Jaguars, <laughs> who are currently in possession of the first overall pick. They've locked it up, assuming. Uh, and by the way, if you're listening to this on Saturday, what a performance by Trevor Lawrence last night. Hopefully, knock on wood, because you know I bet on Clemson. Big. Um, Red's 19 and a half. Yeah, uh, that's, I thought it was like I thought it was like eight and a half. 19 no. Alabama, Alabama's 19 and a half. Oh, Alabama. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I already bet Alabama at 19 and a half. I bet on Clemson too. They're going to slaughter Ohio state. Ryan days yeah. accusing Brent Venables of cheating. That's in the past. Anyway. Um, assuming that Trevor Lawrence declares for the NFL, the Jaguars will get him with the first overall pick. Well, you can go back. He is not going back. What's saying that? I don't think so either, but I'm just trying to cover my bases so I don't end up sounding like a moron. The Cowboys will be 3-3 three three after they win tonight, and they have a path to nine wins. It's not a difficult path. Right. I didn't say over how long. I meant over two to three seasons. <laughs> so what is the best-case scenario for the Jaguars on the following fronts? One. Three now. 
stop trying to play sounds on my podcast. Oh, I, I was just saying there are times the you sound like a moron before. Oh, hey, let's let's get the Cowboys to their sixth win first. They have before. six wins. Do they have six now? And they do one more for seven. All right. Yeah. So you were right. Okay. The first dunk of 2021 is on Brinson. <laughs> and it's Andy Dalton Cowboys dunk, so it's extra delicious. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, enough of the nonsense. What is the best case scenario for the Jaguars in terms of one, general manager, two, coach, and three, a Gardner Minshew trade? Uh, Wilson, you're our draft guy. You want to tackle this? General manager, yes. Coach, yes. Minshew <laughs> trade, yes. Next question. So uh, GM, uh like I'm partial to, to, to Thomas Dimitrov. I think he does a good job. I mean, he clearly helped build that organization in Atlanta. He interviewed at uh, Detroit with a lot of other guys, including our Scott Pioli. I think Louis Riddick interviewed there. I don't know if anyone's interviewed for the Jaguars job yet. I haven't seen anything. Um, I am not up. Like JJ would be the person to talk to on the up-and-comers uh, in terms of front office types. Um, coach, I like Robert Sala a lot. He feels like, to me, the, the 49ers general manager. We talk about Eric Bieniemy as well, but I think Robert Sala does a great job, at least from uh, just watching games, uh, of getting his players to buy in. And I, I've said it a, a lot in 2020 and before that. You can be great at X's and O's, but the head coach's job is to get people motivated. You're not going to be drawing up plays. No one cares about Adam Gase's ability to draw up plays or that he left his wife in, in the last moment to labor to go home and work on a play and a game plan because he seems to be not great at relating to his players. And that's incredibly important. So that was, that's what the next coach needs to be able to do. So whether that's a Kevin Stefanski type, whether that's someone like Robert Sala, who's a defensive coordinator, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to relate to the players. So I think that's incredibly important. And also, by the way, there've been some reports. I think JLC may have reported as well. that urban Meyer might be interested in this job. Uh, he is an offensive mastermind. I got, I'm gonna, I got asked that on the radio today. By uh, Brian Weber. On, last, uh, you got asked last week, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, last week on the uh, filling in on the Jim Rome show. Um, I guess it was technically this week. No, what? No, no, that is worst case. Urban Meyer is worst case. You hand everything, the keys to Trevor Lawrence and the castle to Urban Meyer. That is worst case. He's been out of football for multiple. This will definitely come back and bite me in the ass on an all takes exposed situation or we clip it later. Man, but you're calling out a guy, JLC. I'm not calling him out for the report. I think, but I think Urban, this, Urban Meyer is being mentioned on every major media network right now. To me, it screams that Urban Meyer's people are pushing that, that he wants his name put in the mix for NFL coaching jobs. He can't get a head coaching job in the NFL. He doesn't last long at the NFL at college coaching jobs. He requires recruiting and scheme, out scheming people in terms of college, like pro, like he's, he's a pretty good offensive coach. No, he's a very good offensive coach. I just said he requires out scheming. And I find it hard to believe that he couldn't get an NFL job, given some of the guys who have gotten NFL jobs. I'm not saying he can't get an NFL job. I'm saying that I don't want urban Meyer given full control over the Jaguars organization. Who's I think that's that? he can still have a GM. Dude, if you bring in urban Meyer, he's going to get to hire the GM and, and, I, I don't. I don't think that's the best. Okay. I, don't think I agree the best with Brenton, just in the sense that if you're going to go after a college coach, if I'm Shad Khan, Jacksonville's owner, I call up Dabo Sweeney and I make him a Matt Rule type yeah. offer where he you makes. Well, you got to you got you to go more than Matt Rule. But no, that's million. no, that's fine. You put him. You pay him ten, eleven million, whatever he wants. You're coming here with Trevor. Uh, we're going to rebuild Northeast Florida and we're going to turn Jacksonville into he, a championship contender. Coming. 
He you makes don't think nine, he'd go? He makes nine million dollars a year, and you pay him run, eleven million. He that's not the point. He runs the state of South Carolina. I don't think I don't think Dabo's leaving either. He crushes recruiting. He can't do anything wrong. It makes zero sense for him to leave. He can, not for fifty million. If you're talking about someone like Pat Fitzgerald, if you're talking like someone like um, Jim Harbaugh, Campbell, no. Campbell, I actually I like I the Jim say, Harbaugh idea. I think Jim Harbaugh would be good. I mean, what's the difference between him and Urban Meyer other than Urban Meyer wins except, games? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh has had immense success at the NFL level with his three straight <laughs> NFC title games. Oh, it's a huge difference. Up high, down difference. hard. What did what he do the last eight years, you numb nuts? At Michigan. Michigan, a yeah. Different. He's a better head coach it's, it's, in the NFL. Every to, point to you re- made. Every point recap, you made. To recap. Urban Meyer is ill-fitting for this job because of all the success he had in college because of recruiting and whatever else the other dumb excuse was. Jim Harbaugh, same situation at a super big program. Jim Harbaugh sucks. went to a Super Bowl already. In the last eight years, he didn't. NFL and college are totally different, man. All, oh, yeah. All the points about the coach being good in college but bad in the NFL is reversed for Jim Harbaugh, that he's not great at college what could work in the NFL. He's going to need a GM that gets along with him because he's got an explosive personality. Uh, but he look, is look, either whether you hire Urban Meyer or Jim Harbaugh, you're not hiring a coach who's going to be there for 10 years. Those guys do not coach for 10 years. They Urban leaves after short stints in college. That's just how he works. He jumps from place to place. He builds up a contender quickly, and then he bounces. Harbaugh, rather- Harbaugh annoys or, like, annihilates enough friendships and coworkers that he bounces after three to four years, too. Well, so I don't think either of the best choice, but I would take Harbaugh over Urban Meyer. I would take someone like Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern, or Matt He's Campbell. only coaching the Bears. I have a That's crazy right. wild card for Please you. Please let me finish. Or Matt oh, Campbell out of Iowa State, another young guy who's done a great job. Uh, those are the ty- those are the Matt Rule type players who uh, coaches, excuse me, uh, who make more sense than either Urban Meyer or for whatever reason you guys are on the on the Jim Harbaugh train, which sounds to me like completely the, the most bonkers thing you guys have said in 2021. That's true. This is the first conversation we've had. I am not on the Jim Harbaugh train. I'm on Jim Harbaugh over. I'm Urban the engineer Meyer train. of the Jim Harbaugh train. Even so though Jim Harbaugh did, in fact, get obliterated repeatedly year after year by Urban Meyer and college. Uh, just some names to throw out that I think could make sense for the Jaguars GM job. I would wait, wait, say I have one more coaching name I want to throw out because I think it would be absolutely Marvin crazy. Marvin Lewis. Go ahead. You, you, you have the number Marvin, one pick. You're getting you Trevor Lawrence. You call up the Patriots. And you go after Belichick. No. Well, Make them actually, an offer they can't refuse. Have, have, no. you written an, have you written an article about that yet? No. no, but I think it makes sense. You know, it doesn't make sense because it's going to cost you two first round picks. And this is yeah, a team that- you, you offer them 2021 20, or 2022 and 2023 for no, you have two first round picks, right? No. Yes. But the you, Jaguars no. do. One of them is Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, but you're not giving them the first overall pick. You give up zero first round picks for a man who's 67 years old. You get let him build for five years. He's, you guys, I don't hate you guys, it. You got, this is why you're That's a big not crazy. Thing. That's you don't want crazy. the best coach in, in, in the history of football. In the not in the tail end of his career football. after winning six games the year before. You guys are on the Jim Harbaugh plan for losing games. No, I'm on what, the or, what, are, are, what about this? What about this instead? You call the 49ers and you offer them two first-round picks for Kyle Shanahan. Now we're talking. That <laughs> makes more sense. We're offering, Thank like, you. listen, you can't have Trevor Lawrence. You can't have three other first-round picks. We want Kyle Shanahan. That is, that is smart. Breach. Who Slap does does face right now? Does 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 John would, Lynch does John Lynch take that deal? I don't know. Jacksonville has the Rams pick, so 
if the Rams miss the playoffs somehow, which is still possible, then it would be 19th overall because they'd be the last team to miss. But then if they make the playoffs, they'll be somewhere in the 20s. So that's by, and by the, the way, just for the game. record, I am not on board with I love Kyle Shanahan. I'm not on board of giving up any first round picks. If you're the Jaguars, we could just hire a coach who's good and not have to worry about it. The I point know. is you got to find that guy. I, 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 I agree. You need to find the coach. I think that, the, that it would behoove the Jaguars to make a smart hire at GM first. An interesting name, speaking of the 49ers, Adam Peters, the VP of uh, player personnel there, very close to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. He's done a killer job. I think he would be a guy that they should look at for the GM position. Um, and a, f- a fun name that uh, JLC wrote about, Dan Morgan, former Panthers linebackers, now the director of player personnel with the Bills. He's the Bills. He, he has flown up the ranks in terms of scouting. The Bills have done a great job acquiring uh, veteran players that have fit in seamlessly and done a great job with their chemistry and all of that. By so, the way, uh, quickly, we, we talked about this uh, on the Monday Night Recap, but it, uh, the game, but it, I was thinking during the game, the whooping that the Bills put on the Patriots, the two, the two most important hires the Bills made wasn't Josh Allen. It was Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. And if you get sure. that, if you get that right, Jacksonville in three years, you could be the Buffalo bills, but you have to get it right. It's incredibly difficult. So it's stupid crap, like trading two first round picks for bill Belichick. Don't do that. Don't fall for the gimmicky stuff. Do two more. Homework. Oh, sorry. The homework. No, no, just do the homework and get it right. Two more names of guys who have not uh, been lured away. Actually has three names technically who have not been lured away from their current organizations for whatever reason. Uh, Trent Kirshner, the VP of player personnel with the Seahawks is constantly mentioned as a guy who should get a GM job, but hasn't. Um, I, I don't know exactly why. Well, there are only 32 jobs. A lot of times the guys who get fired, get hired late. Sort of the same. Coach of course. Well, I mean, that's why, you know, that's why you see our good friend, Scott Pioli, Rick Smith, um, Thomas Dimitrov. We mentioned, you know, like, uh, Lewis like Riddick. Lewis Riddick, like it's, it's easier to look for those guys than to look for, possible stud GMs. And then uh, another name that I think I don't, and I don't know why people don't try and go pry this guy away from him, but will, uh, will McClay in Dallas is widely credited. I think around the league in terms of being the guy who makes these smart decisions for the Cowboys and is basically telling Steven Jones what to do. Steven listens to him. Jerry won't. Jerry wants to do what Jerry wants to do. And Will McC- so I and then George Patton, the assistant GM of the Vikings. I think all those guys could make a lot of sense. And you didn't even mention Nick Casario. Yeah. Casario what about works. John Dorsey? Don't hate it. Richie's reading from a list from 20 years ago of, of popular candidates to be coaches and GM. Uh, Dorsey's Belichick, John Dorsey. Dorsey's last two stints have not ended well. Bobby Bethard. Bobby Charlie. Charlie Casserly. Charlie Casserly. <laughs> the guy, the around the NFL guys. I think it's Rosenthal who does it, but it's a great impersonation of Casserly. I stole it for the radio the other day. It's like the most important person in your organization is the quarterback. And the yeah. second most important person in your organization is your backup quarterback. Charlie Casserly is basically the bartender in Boardwalk Empire. I mean, he's like a 1925 yeah. guy that has his hair slicked back and wears the little thing around his his uh, bicep, uh, his little poker outfit. Yeah. All right. The final question was uh, the Minshew trade. Does that really matter? I mean, keep them. I think keep them. Um, yeah. I, I Pete, uh, you know, what? keep around just to piss off Prisco. Prisco doesn't like him. Hates him. I don't know. I like, like personally he, he likes him. him. So that's the reason not to keep him around. 
I on the Minshew trade, I would say if you can get a third if round you, pick. Yeah, if you get a third round second pick, round pick, if you get a third round pick, you jam him in a mustachioed okay. leopard skin box and you drag take him wherever he needs to go. Best case scenario, you get know. a six round pick. I want to know who it breaches smoked on New Year's Eve because some of the things he's coming up with are absolutely off the wall crazy. Well, you have we've seen what how important the, a backup quarterback <laughs> is. The Washington football team just fired their starting quarterback from week 16 because he went to a strip club. They would love to have Gardner Minshew right now. If they could call up Jacksonville, give them a third round pick, they would absolutely do it because they'd have a competent, non injured quarterback to start. On crazy. Sunday, they hey, hey, all right, man. Like, what about this? Like, what if the Jaguars call the Patriots and say, "We'll give you Minshew for Belichick, straight up"? Like, <laughs> who says no, bro? <laughs> I don't think he... a third round pick is crazy. That is crazy. Minshew. That is crazy. You are officially the worst GM. No, you you've there. got but, him. No, because it's, it's, it's like Belichick is the GM. Harbaugh's coaching, and they just traded for a, a first round pick for Minshew. Okay, <laughs> breach. Rip off your mask and okay, reveal. A first Bill round Bryant. pick is is. This that's being ridiculous. That's absurd. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Breacherby. <laughs> you have him under contract. If you trade for him, you have under you have him under contract for two more years, 850,000 in 2021, 965,000 in 2022. A, a, a team that could take a flyer. A Bruce, third, let me, uh, Bruce, let me uh, stop you there. He sucks. Also, any team that needs a quarterback has an early third round pick. Right. That's a top 100 pick. Like, what are you, what are you doing? We can have, I'd rather have a guy with NFL experience than take a flyer on a third round quarterback. You, I, you I breach, wait, wait, wait. Wilson is the you, only one using that logic. Every team should trade a third round pick for Ryan Finley. You dummy breach. We give me a third round pick for Mike Glennon. No. Okay. Why not? He has, he has but, NFL experience. He's no Gardner Minshew. He's literally starting ahead of Gardner Minshew for the Here's, Jacksonville right. Jaguars. I know That's because pick, the Jacksonville's trying to lose. And the, I know we take did. a break, breach. I know we take a break. But how about this? Um, the the Bengals cut Ryan Finley just because he can only beat the Steelers. They should trade a third round pick for Gardner Minshew, right? I can't hear Who? you. What'd you say? I didn't hear your question. How he said breach. I'm talking to you. The jar. Let's say the Bengals cut Ryan Finley because they hate him and he stinks at everything except beating the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger and getting tattoos of Ryan Wilson <laughs> should then the Bengals trade a third round pick. Of course. For Gardner Minshew to back up Joe Burrow. Makes sense. He's got an NFL experience, right? Yeah. I will just have you know, Gardner Minshew has the fifth most wins of any quarterback in Jacksonville Jaguars history. Answer the question. <laughs> what? Dunked on. No, I'm not going to dunk on for that. What kind of stupid stat is that? He's That's an amazing stat. Who, That's what it is. Wait, is he the fifth most wins of any Jacksonville Jaguars Name quarterback? five Jacksonville yes, quarterbacks. that's what I said. Okay, one is obviously Brunel. Two Mark is probably Brunel. David Garrard. Three. Byron Leftwich, Blake Bortles, and great Gardner Minshew. Big deal. Is that it? That's the list, uh, isn't it? Up, up, up. Get Fun out fact. of here. Wilson Boom. just dunked on you. No, Breach, you got dunked on. No, for I dunked that. on you. I just did a reverse dunk in both your faces. You you just sprited yourself at the rim. That's what happened. All right, next I'm question. Sure that's what happened. I so think we'll take a break. Short people try to dunk. No, we're doing one more than a break. This is a little outdated, but can still apply. It's the note I have on here. It is a little outdated, but let's and thanks say for backing me up, Debo, who just put a stat in uh, Slack with with some great, great, great numbers. Uh, Carter Minshew, more pass yards per game than Drew Brees and Ryan Tannehill. Better touchdown interception ratio than Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson. Higher QB rating than Ben Roethlisberger and Kyler Murray. Higher completion percentage than Tom Brady. So you would trade a third-round pick if you're the Bengals for Gardner Minshew is what you're saying? 
I have Joe Burrow. But you just Breach, said you didn't no, I said in a spot where the quarterback situation is murky. It's not murky in Cincinnati. You've said backup quarterbacks are important. You know yeah. who's using a backup but quarterback also right said now? Murky. Cincinnati! Cincinnati is currently oh, using oh, a backup quarterback! Down hard! Whoa. And one more for good measure! We're going to set a record. Then you know what? Yes. If I was the Bengals, I would trade a third round pick. So now dunk on yourselves. Okay. I'll take that one. Um, Let's say the Jets. This is from M Mart 6767. Let's say the Jets draft Trevor Lawrence. Jalen Hurts plays great the rest of the season, and Big Ben hangs it up after the Steelers win the Super Bowl. Personally, I think Ben's got at least one more season in him. But just for argument's sake, let's say he does retire. Wilson, as a Steelers fan here, would you? This is not him. This is me. Would you rather have Carson Wentz for two first round picks <laughs> that that didn't age well, or Sam Darnold for a single second round pick to be the Steelers starting quarterback in twenty twenty one? I think the Eagles would ask for two ones at least. But feel free to insert a fairer price if I'm wrong. So hold on, let's uh, stop right there. Two first round picks, not the fair price. I don't know when the review is left. Uh, we will leave M Mart alone in terms of that. Um, this was after Jalen Hurts took over for the Eagles. So it's just within the past couple of weeks. And, and the okay. Jets still had claim to the number one spot. So a couple of weeks old, but not too old. Okay. Well, there's no way in effing H that the Eagles are getting two first round picks for Carson Wentz. Well, Debo talked about it on the Sunday Night Recap oh, podcast. Oh, my after week, God. Week 16. No, I'm, he's just saying that there could be a market out there for him. I mean, I think so, so Wilson, the guy who just argued against a third round pick for Gardner Minshew, is I did about not to say argue that. for two first no. round picks for Carson Wentz. First He got you there. He got no, you. He, there. I haven't said you walked yet. into that and you're like, hold on a second. <laughs> Maybe you could. You, it, I would. I would 100 times out of 100 rather give up a third-round pick for Gardner Minshew than two first-round picks for Carson Wentz right now. Debo, please play back what I just said, where I said, yes, you should definitely give up two first-round picks if you're any team for Carson Wentz, you idiots. I can't do that. We also, I think, might have to limit Brinson's use of the soundboard in 2021. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's out of control already. Let's change it instead of two to to one. I think that... No. No first-round picks. No one is giving up a first round pick for that turd of a contract. They could. No. Anyway, just for the the the, the sake of discussion, let's assume one first round pick. Um, and by the way, Brits, you have zero credibility, so I don't know why Britson is enabling you. Uh, so I I would not want Carson Wentz in Pittsburgh. I feel like he is a a head case. It's not physical; it's mental, and I don't know how easily wow. that's that's solved. What? Is that outrageous? No, just okay. I, I think put it on his face. Your guy Heck? Mike Tomlin could get him right. He could get him right. You know those those Tomlinisms. He's he's got that for Carson. <laughs> Carson, the standard is the standard. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, all, right, I, all right, let's let's just do that. I'll take your I'll take your example, even though I disagree with it completely. But what one person you, you can Carson? no you either you are you are a team that needs a quarterback. I'm taking can, Sam Darnold for a second round pick if I'm the yes. Steelers. Wentz for a first, Darnold for a second, or Minshew for a third. What I is mean, your choice? Stop it. That Minshew stuff is idiotic. Um, I'm taking Darnold, even when I read the question originally and before Breach's stupidity with, with the third round pick for Minshew. I, I half-heartedly liked Sam Darnold over the first three quarters of the season. I liked him a lot better the last two weeks when he, he's played a little better, clearly. But I think there's... Uh, Less, uh, there's less distance for him to go to to be a good quarterback. Whereas I'm concerned about Carson above the neck. 
physically, Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. It is it is a no brainer decision that Sam Darnold is the answer here for. Well, you just say that because you hate the Eagles and you like to rub it in Debo's face. No, no, Sam Darnold second for a second round pick. You were you went to the uh, Humane Society and adopted a uh, glorious Labradoodle who somehow ended up who somehow ended up in a in a in a shelter, and you're adopting it and you're giving it a new home. And it is instantly grateful for all that you've done for it. And it is rewarding you with, with great success. I don't know what the dog example of Carson Wentz is, but I don't want it. Sam Darnold still makes some idiotic plays. Don't of don't. course, but like he, everything that Jets the dog done, example is like Beethoven from the movie Beethoven. Like it's fun. It was great to start off, but they don't have long life expectancies. It's just over. It goes with a bang careers over. That's it. I think they Car- use like Carson, four different Carson Beethovens Wins. in the sequel. Carson Wentz feels like you're going and buying this, uh, 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 like a dog who's at the Westminster Kennel Club. And at, at one point, maybe like, let's say, I don't know, three years ago, 2017 thereabouts, was considered the top of its breed or a rising star in its breed. And then it lost its leg and that really caused a problem in its brain. And as a result, you're buying a three-headed, a three-legged schizophrenic dog who happens to have a massive amount of pet insurance that you have to pay every year. So you can either buy the, the gentle Labradoodle for the second round pick or pay up and get the guy with the huge pet insurance thing. What are you going to do? Pay, I would pay $1,000 right now to see Debo turn his screen on so I can see him stabbing his little Brits and voodoo dog. <laughs> and then, I don't know what Minshew is. Minshew's like, you're walking down the street like by the bus station and this like little groveling like, dog comes out. It's like, hey, third round pick. I don't know why I'm doing this dog analogy. I can't get over Bre- Breach trading a third round pick for Gardner Minshew. I can't get over you being like a first round pick. Seems fair for Carson Wentz. Uh, Debo, what would uh, what would be your solution for the Eagles? No picks involved. You can trade Sam. Dar- you can trade Wentz for Sam Darnold. No cap ramifications involved. You can trade Wentz for Sam Darnold or Wentz for Minshew. <laughs> what would you do? I would trade Wentz for Minshew to get the contract off. What are we you doing? Said no contract. So you're saying that we could shed Carson can, salary. I like the shed. See, a little really working in the dog analogy here. Yes, you can get rid of you can get rid of Carson Wentz's contract, but you all you have to do is take on Sam Darnold or Gardner Minshew. They they very well are probably still the backup in, in Philadelphia, but at this point, that contract is a a big time issue. You see how I don't know. Jalen Hurts plays in week 17. You have four full weeks to evaluate him and, and move on from there. Uh, I, I maintain Carson Wentz has, has shown a lot more than Sam Darnold. His 2020 was a lot worse than Sam Darnold, if, if that's possible. But <laughs> I think we'll see a, a return for Carson Wentz to, to some level. I think that the 2017 for Carson Wentz is going to ultimately be Al Bundy's four touchdowns that he scored in that game for Paul Kai. Yeah, but he, he was very good in 2019. I know we can pull up stats. Okay. He passed for 4,000 yards. No receiver had over 500 yards. There was no offensive line. He led the team to the playoffs. That team was trash around him, and he did some really, really good things. And I thought he would be able to continue that with kind of the same lack of weapons and injuries around him this year and poor play calling. He, he clearly did not. That was a huge failure. He was abysmal this year, but... I've said you don't have to get back to 2017. If you get back to 2019, you're you're a top 12 quarterback. Okay, maybe we'll see. Um, 
that's a lot of off season to talk about quarterback rankings. Let's take a break. and we come back, we will discuss the bears and one Sean Wagner McGuff and whether or not he made a mistake in an article he wrote last year. All right. So this is from spin, spin, sugar 10 on Apple podcasts. This is one of my favorite NFL podcasts. My question for the mailbag is, does Sean have any updated thoughts on the article he wrote before the 2019 season about how the Bears were going to own the Packers for the foreseeable future? Can you find out, please? Thanks a bunch. Uh, first off, obviously, <laughs> we have to dunk on Sean for that. Right. Yes, in absentia. Ryan. Uh, you said before we start recording that you think that um, we already asked Sean about this because I texted him. He had no response. Breach, Breach had the insights into this. He said, yeah, oh. I, I believe we asked him uh, maybe when the oof, earlier this season. So a few months ago, and he said he did not recall writing a story like this. And I did a story search through the back end of our website and could not find anything. Uh, relating to the Packers or Bears. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It could be under a headline I didn't look for. Um, so I'm not sure what the deal is. Breach's mentions are blowing up because Ryan just called him out of the wince thing. on public. And Breach just froze up. He's frozen. He is frozen. What? He started getting alerts about Ryan tweeting about him. Or not. Um, <laughs> I, don't know what the, I don't know what the article was. What was the article? Wilson, I noticed that you did not mention that you would trade two first-round picks for Carson Wentz. You conveniently left that off your tweet. Because I didn't say that. I mean, you were about to defend it until I dunked on you. Oh, my God. Listen to this guy. Go ahead. Answer the question about Sean. Yeah, I did answer. I said, I don't know that Sean wrote this article. Like, I don't. We don't know what article this is referring to. Uh, Sean has said in the past that... Um, He's afraid of Aaron Rodgers. He wants Aaron yeah. Rodgers to be out of Green Bay. This man is terrified of Aaron Rodgers. He's probably having nightmares of Aaron Rodgers tonight, uh, especially because they are playing each other on Sunday, the Bears and mm. the Packers. So, um, so wait, don't you don't you you're I don't see you don't see Breach stumble like this, but um, something like what? Uh, oh, here's one from. June 2019. Mr. Trubisky must take the next step in his development for Bears to make a Super Bowl run. I don't remember the article either. Surely he didn't say that the Bears are actually just going to dominate the Packers, right? Yeah, I just felt like his his thought process was always that the Packers were going to dominate the Bears as long as Aaron Rodgers was. Oh, I mean, he was also he was always on the Aaron Rodgers regressing bandwagon uh so yes, maybe that's yes, what we wanted and, and want to know how he feels about aaron Rodgers this season uh because nobody thought aaron Rodgers was regressing faster than sean wagner mcguff thought aaron Rodgers oh. was regressing of course so, debo has the answer before you could breach uh oh here it is oh baby yeah give me shoot it in my veins June 5th, 2019, NFC North 2019 offseason grades. Packers and Lions make upgrades as they look to catch up to Bears. Right. The headline would infer that, but I actually already read that article. Boom. And it just says this is what these guys did this offseason. He gave the Bears a C, said they didn't do a lot, and gave the Packers a B and said they actually did something and might not take a step back. So he okay. actually complimented the Packers in that article. Okay. Well, 
just like most things in life, Sean was too scared to actually go on a limb and say the Bears would do anything. But uh, the point the point remains is that Sean was convinced the Bears were turning a corner with Matt Nagy after they won 12 games. Um, maybe they still make the playoffs this year. We'll find out tomorrow. But I, I don't – I mean, look, the Packers are – look like a Super Bowl contender. Aaron Rodgers might win MVP and – Wait, you know what? It's crazy, though. Here's something crazy. A shot article I did find. I'm going to bring it up. So we all had to write. We got assigned teams to do our 2020 predictions. You had to predict each game from the season. Uh, and this was right before Sean left. He, in May, the end of May, May 27th, 2020, he wrote Bears 2020 schedule game by game prediction. His record for the Bears going into week 17 was eight and seven, which is exactly what it is. And he projected them to beat the Packers to finish nine and seven. Wow. And then he ended with whether or not that will be good enough to get them into the playoffs remains to be seen. No, it doesn't. Not anymore. They'll get in. Well, that's, that's right. If if they, he had them winning. Yes. If they win, they will get in. So Sean wrong again, (laughs) all the way to death. (laughs) This is from, Dawson A.H. I don't I don't know. I think you wrote this on Facebook, maybe. Ryan, John, and Will. As a Jets fan from Australia, I love the show and the podcast. We don't know much about your game here, but love learning about it and listening to the banner each week. I have a question. I want to know, why is the Jets are persisting with Adam Case? Detroit fired their coach. The Texans also. If this has been an Australian rules football, he would have sure complete would have been completely vilified by now. Surely there's some other plan behind the scenes. Can you uh, analyze this further on one of your podcasts? Much appreciated. Kind regards, kind kind regards, Dawson. First of all, Dawson, thank you for listening from Australia. Yeah, it's a great. lovely place. I, I want to visit at some point in my life. So Dawson um, says we don't know much about your game. The same can be said of Adam Gase prior to the last two weeks. <laughs> but I think. I think the I think that simple answer is that they were happy to have Adam Gase drive the bus right over the cliff with the expectations that at the bottom of the cliff would be Trevor Lawrence, but then they messed around and beat the Rams, and then they won again last uh, on week sixteen uh, against a, a Browns team that just refused to show up even though they didn't have any wide receivers. So I think that's the issue, and I think the expectation is to fire him after the season because he was failing. And he wasn't failing like Bill O'Brien was failing because Bill O'Brien traded away all the draft picks. Matt Patricia won a couple games. I think they had three or four wins when Matt Patricia got fired. But the Jets were winless, and that was perfectly positioning them for Trevor Lawrence. And then in the most Adam Gase way possible, he managed to win two games and guarantee that they now will not have the first pick. Uh, One thing I will add to that, and this is my theory on what I think the actual reason is, is it didn't even necessarily have to do with Gase. It has to do with the actual owner of the team. Woody Johnson is currently yeah. the ambassador in the United Kingdom, but he's in the Trump administration. I feel like so you're stealing this from me, but that's fine. How am I like reading your mind? Did you write this down somewhere? I've mentioned this like 10 times in the podcast. I thought, no, I don't think so. No, like because Trump hasn't conceded, they haven't changed the ambassadorship over. Well, no, they can't change it over until Biden's inaugurated January, on January 20th. 20th right. And, and, Woody, and that doesn't even happen for a few months. So once Woody is back in, so Christopher Johnson, his brother's thinking there's no reason to do anything now because Woody's probably going to want to say uh, in the coaching hire, uh, since he's going to be back in control. I think Woody is saying, don't do like, they're, I mean, they're soldier horses. They're texting. They're saying, don't, don't fire anybody. We'll figure it out when I get back. Cause yes. Woody, Woody is in charge of the team and Woody sucks at running the team. He's an awful owner, and Christopher Johnson has been slightly better, I guess. Um, Woody's awful, but he 
maintains control of the team. He shows up at the owners' meetings, that little Jets hat, drives me nuts. And I, I think he's saying, don't do anything. We're going to ride out Gase till the end of the season. So, yes, Breach, uh, even though I, I guess you'd steal that from me, it's your own theory, but I agree with that completely. Yes, me and Brinson like are having a mind meld in 2021. This is a little creepy. Maybe so. Uh, maybe it's all the maybe it's all the black eyed peas we ate on January first. And Brussels sprouts? No. Oh, I don't mind Brussels sprouts. Yeah, get some uh, leafy greens on January first. Not on not on Thanksgiving. Not on Thanksgiving. Definitely. Uh, you got to go. I go. I go collards, black eyed peas. And some I'm okay meat. with black eyed peas. I haven't but, had them in 25 years though. No, I love some uh, some Hoppin' John. Mm. Some love it. John. Uh, this last one is from Linus Turnquist. Here's my question to the podcast. I don't have Apple Music. I hate it when a call that was originally called a, fum- a non-fumble is changed to a fumble, but it doesn't matter because there was no clear recovery. I think the NFL should have some sort of tiebreaker for who gets the ball in that case, like a basketball jump ball. What do you guys think, and what should football's jump ball be? I think Linus makes a good point, and I think we need to consciously make a decision to write down all the calls that annoy the crap out of us because of the way they're they're instituted. But this is one of them: um, the blowing the whistle early, the when they decide the the easiest rule to change is when the clock hits zero on the shot clock. It's it. It's a penalty. It's to delay a game. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, but to his question, it's annoying. I, I don't know how you how you solve it. I, I don't know what the easy solution is. Um, Originally called a non-fumble, then it's changed to a fumble. I mean, so in other you- words, it's a clear fumble, but they blew the they didn't blow the play dead until after the ball came out. And or, so it's clearly a fumble, and they don't call it on the field, and then they challenge it, but it doesn't matter because the but they, like it was like they, a quarterback gets hit, it's called an incomplete pass on the field. They review it; it's actually a fumble, but no one recovered it, so that the the quarterback or, that got hit retains possession. Or two guys came together at the same time; they're blowing the play dead, and it's like, well, we blew the play dead. There's no clear possession. I I agree. That's it's so infuriating because you're it's you're it's all the refs like it's all on the refs. And sort of uh, tangentially related to that, they have to figure out when there's a scrum at the bottom uh, of a pile for a football, you know who has possession nine times out of ten. You can see with video evidence if team A recovers. But every ten times out of ten, the referee gives the, the ball to the team, whoever ends up with the holding the ball at the end of the scrum. So it could be that team B is just punching the guy in the nuts 100 times to get the ball out, even though team A recovered and he's down by definition, in terms of what contact is, that drives me crazy. Uh, what Linus mentions here drives me crazy. Uh, the play clock going down to double zero drives me crazy. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that could be easily fixed. Not having cameras on the goal line drives me crazy. Uh, the plays in the snow on last Sunday night, the Packers game, they missed an offsides. They missed the out of bounds. Dude, it's 2020. It's now 2021. It's easy stuff to fix. Put a chip, put a chip in the ball. Put cameras all over the place. Well, real, f- real quick, I think Linus is saying that like this is the most annoying. Like Ryan mentioned a lot of uh, very, very annoying things, but I think Linus is saying this is one of the most annoying because it involves a change of possession. You know, the double zeros. Somebody's not losing five yards that should have lost five yards, but with this, the other team should have gotten the ball, but they didn't because the refs are like, oh, we didn't see anyone uh, with clear possession, so we're just going to give it to the team that fumbled. So. Well, and it's like it sort of reminds of the um, this happened in Washington, Carolina, and I think in the Jets Browns game. Didn't the, didn't the Browns uh, last week? Didn't the Browns have a, a scoop and score for a touchdown? Yeah. 
but they're like, yeah. well, we blew, yeah, we ruled it incomplete on the field. We're not going to overturn it. It's like they, he, his arm got hit and the ball flew straight up in the air. It wasn't coming forward. It flew straight up in the air and went backwards. That's a fumble. And so all of these things that the NFL does where they try to protect the referee's decisions on the field, it's just absolutely infuriating. I have another one to the list. I just remembered. Alex Smith running off with the football and they stopped the clock on third down to kick a field goal. <laughs> you still won the division. Grow up. Fumble through the back of the end zone is infuriating. Yeah, that that is that's a dumb rule. I mean, that's the I, rule. I don't hate that rule. Oh, I hate it. Why? A what? lot of people do hate it. It's a you change all, of possession for, for like nowhere else on the field is it a change. You know what of that possession? is in, in terms of rules. That's traded to third. Round well, it is. If you. you fumble out the other end zone, you lose <sighs> points. If you fumble out the other end zone, you lose points. So obviously, it's been there's special rules for the end zone. The NFL has made that clear. Like if you're the offensive team at your own one yard line and you fumble out your own end zone, what should be the rule that you get the ball back at the one yard line? Like think of it the other end zone instead of the what you're saying. But well, I also, the, but I also think it's because you can't think, be against this end zone rule and be okay with the other end zone rule. But I, I also think I, it's, I can. Yes, I also okay, think it's well. kind of. I also think it's kind of stupid that, um, on on one side of the field, like if you're on your own two yard line, and yes. you fall start, it's a half a yard. Yeah. And if, but if like if you're on, you know what I mean? Like if you're on somebody else's two yard line and you fall start, it's five yards. Like if you're on your own two yard, and that's where you punch someone in the face because that 15 yard right. penalty is only one that's, yard. Right, that's Bill Belichick. That's the first day of practice for Bill Belichick. <laughs> right, Bill, I'm just saying it's sort of inequitable. Like it doesn't make a whole no, lot of it's sense. It's half a distance. Right, but it's sort of it's inequitable. It doesn't make a lot of you sense. You could go ten yards back, but then it would be a safety, and that'd be a whole other can of worms. Right. So anyway, what would you do? What What would your proposal be if you're at the if you're one yard away from scoring a touchdown and you fumble through the end zone? What should What here, should happen? I say the ball goes to the plus fifteen. Yeah, go, or yeah, 15, 20 yard line, you get possession back, and it's whatever down it was. Lost it down. I don't know. So, what if it happens? Yeah, it's just. Oh! No, I don't think it's a good rule. Like, it's not like. But if you, if you fumble into the end zone and the other team recovers, the other team gets the ball. If you fumble out of bounds, the ball does not go to the other team. Just because you, you it does out, if you fumble out the other end zone, you safety, you get safety, and you have to punt the ball away. That's, that's, a, that's safety. a safety. That's a two points and a change of. But I you, mean, right. You, the offensive team, are giving the ball to the defensive team, and that's what happens in this instance also. But you're protecting your own end zone. It's totally right. different. So, but, but in both so, cases, the offensive team loses the ball to the defensive but team. But here's the difference. So you, you fumble out of your own end zone. You, presumably you get the ball no further down the field than minus 20, your own 20-yard line. The other example is you've driven down the field, and you're still being punished because someone fumbled at the one-inch line out of bounds, but out of bounds just happens to be the end zone. That yeah, it's, make it's sense. not like you're like on the one and you can't protect your quarterback and he gets All sacked right, well, and fumbles. It goes out of the back of the end zone. If the pin went flying. Being, if, I, if I fumble out of the ball out of the end zone on fourth down, how does that work? Does the other team get it from where the fumble was at your, for, at the 15 yard line? Like your rule, they get a touchback. Fourth down, is we, a touch, fourth down is a touchback. Yeah, that's simple. I mean, you're trying to complicate yeah. an easy rule. Yeah. Why would that automatically be a touchback? I just said now, loss of down. That's it's the loss exact of down. Rule, but that's no, it's the, loss that's what, of down. So the rule that is applied right now would be the rule you'd implement just for fourth down. Yes. So clearly the rule does make some sense. On fourth down, it does. Sure. On fourth down. If you, go, if you go for it on fourth down to the 50 and you're trying to get to the 53 and you get to the 52, guess what? You lose the ball too. You should be punished for fumbling the ball out of the end zone. You should be punished, period. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh! 
Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. That's the, uh, that's happy new year, everybody. That is the, um, pick six mailbag show. That is the best pick six mailbag show of 2021. That's right. Actually, I think it's the best pick six podcast show. No, no, we had a, uh, pick, we had a pick show in on Friday. Make sure and uh, listen to that. If you haven't, of course, the recap coming up on Sunday night of week 17. We'll have tons of playoff goodies coming up for you. Thanks for listening. Look forward to a great 2021. Talk to you guys later. Later.